You are listening to Spire Sessions Podcast, proudly brought to you by Spire Research and Consulting. Hello everyone, welcome to the Spire Sessions, an online series where our Spire leaders talk about interesting developments, trends, opportunities in hot industries. I'm Marie and in today's session, we have with us Japneet, our Deputy CEO. Japney has been with Spire since 2004, and in the 17 years with Spire, he's closed over a thousand market research projects in logistics, industrial, ICT, food, and construction sectors. Through these projects, Japney's developed broad and in-depth experience in this industry. Now, in recent years, Spire's portfolio for food sector in particular was strengthened. Japni, can you share with us how that came about? Yeah. Um, so, you know, over the last 20 years, um, we've actually been cutting across various sectors and organically, I think we've seen a lot of interest in the food sector from mm-hmm. some of our clients. Um, you know, over the years, we've also built up new capabilities. So in terms of our staff and team of experts, you know, we've now got people with agricultural background, agricultural policy. We've got people from uh, export uh, promotion from various countries, actually. Um, and, and these people, you know, have, it's happened that they focus on agricultural products. Um, also, our team of advisors, we've got people who are from nutrition, for example, um, food chemistry. We've got some people who are doing that background. So I think um, we've, we, we've built this diverse team and our client base has, has gone up and it's been very, very diverse. Um, agriculture is one area that we're doing quite a lot of work in, uh, but also, you know, things like taste tests. We're doing things in supply chain management, cold storage. Uh, we've recently started doing some work around uh, developmental policy. So developing food security, for example, uh, we've done work around counterfeits. Uh, across sectors, food being one of them as well. So our range of clients, range of work has over the years really, really grown, um, as has our internal capabilities and, and, and expertise. You know, so it's been this nice dance of the two that has got us here. Hmm, I see. Indeed. Now, um, I, I, I realize that the term food is quite general because like what you say, it actually... Uh, encompass a lot of things. There are so many touch points when it comes to food. Um, now, can you maybe share with us an observation how the food industry has changed um, in the last few years? Most aspects of how we use products and services has evolved quite drastically over those over that period. In fashion industry, for example, the clothes that we wear are very different from the clothes that our parents used to wear. Um, the houses that we live in, uh, the city that we, that the cityscape and architecture, all of these things have evolved. And to a very large extent in Asia, we've become westernized. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if, you, if you reflect on that, there is one area where that change has not happened so rapidly, and that is food. Uh, we still continue to a very large extent to be tied to our roots 
when we talk about cuisine and our tastes and things, yes, of course, there has been some globalization, but mm. the pace at which that has happened is a lot slower than you know in some of the other industries. So uh, consumer tastes tend to be more permanent, more generational is something that we've realized. And it's not just us, I think the Western brands have come to realize this as well. And this is again, a, a trend that we're saying, I wouldn't say it's new, but this is a part of the evolution of, of the food sector actually. Um, you know, we're seeing increasingly international brands now coming into Asia with a local twist or a local product variant and, and things like that, you know. Uh, the, the menus at Western restaurants, for example, have started mm -hmm. infusing local flavors. Uh, and again, this is, this is not new. So mm -hmm. we're seeing sort of this Asianization or reverse Westernization, uh, you know, if, if I can call it that, uh, of food tastes. Now, the other sort of interesting thing, and I'm changing channels a little bit here. Uh, the other interesting thing that's happened, and partially this was government uh, playing a role, and that's around labeling standards. And, you know, actually, mm -hmm. it's not just governments. Uh, the consciousness from the customers, from the consumers, on the product labels, and from channels. So if you go to an organized retail, they've started insisting that the products that they shelve should have adequate information beyond sort of what the governments are, are stipulating. So labeling standards um, have become this platform, and that has now enabled to a very large extent a conversation about nutrition which 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 mm -hmm. was unprecedented in the past so from what's inside my food it's gone to how this food impacts my health and customers have become uh more cognizant of that and it's it's changed how food companies were well actually are marketing are, are marketing the products that you know there's a lot more conversation about food that's really interesting, especially the part about Asianization, because, you know, I've noticed that a lot of fast food chains, as well as a lot of restaurants, they have introduced a lot of localized burgers uh, in Malaysia, in Thailand, in Singapore. And also when you talk about um, the labeling part, I also thought about how, because in general, literacy has gone up. So the conversation needs to move forward. Now, Japanese, can you... Tell us more about uh, our trends moving forward. I'm, I'm actually so glad you answered, you asked that question, Marie. Uh, very recently, we've started developing up a database of food companies here in Southeast Asia. Uh, I think we're halfway done. We're compiling a list and, and I mean, not just a list, we're actually contacting these people to, to come up with relationships and, and, and have the network with food sector companies uh, across the Southeast Asia region. So rather than tell you what I think, maybe I'll tell you what these companies are saying. Uh, we've very recently done a survey with them and we've talked about what trends are they expecting for the future. So five things sort of, sort of come out of that. Uh, number one, sustainability is going to become even more important. It's becoming more important to the consumers and, and hence it's become important to the, to the, uh, to the companies. Um, Health and nutrition is going to, the, the communication and the value proposition is going to evolve. It's not going to be less of what's bad, but mm -hmm. it's going to be more of what's good. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, food products will start adding beneficial products 
or beneficial ingredients to, 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 to what they're offering rather right. than just cut down on things like sugar and fat. And, right, right, right. You know? So it's going to become a more add the good stuff uh, sort of a process. Um, we, the third trend I think we're going to see is localization of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, companies are saying that they want to buy more from local suppliers as well as locally produced uh, food ingredients. The third area is um, engineering for home consumption. So delivery has become a very well-established channel now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're seeing that food companies and manufacturers are now going back to the design board to develop products that can sustain that 20, 30 minute bike ride in in some cities even more. from a technical aspect, the food chemistry needs, needs, needs to change. You know, A lot of food is not designed for delivery. So more and more companies are going to start doing that, especially in the food service sector. And then the last one is around traceability. So a more transparent supply chain, a more accountable supply chain. Technology enables that to a very large extent. Um, I think is going to be the five friends. So these five things seem to be what everybody in the food sector is talking about in Southeast Asia. Wow. That's okay. Honestly, I find it very interesting. And I really like to get in depth into those trends. However, we've run out of time. So please come back again. Um, you know, it looks like we can spin, have a spin off of this series just talking about food. So that's all the time we have for this session. At the next session and the next few, we'll be talking a whole lot more about trends, um, also delving in into each uh, particular trend and talking more about them from a supply chain point of view, consumer point of view, and all that. So thanks again, Japni, for taking time out to come on sessions. Um, and thank you all for watching. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask Japni, or find out more about Spire Research and Consulting, drop us a line at fire at spireresearch.com. And that's all we have for today. Keep, uh, sorry, take care, keep safe, and we'll see you soon at our next episode. Thank you, Marie. Um, always a pleasure to, to, to talk to you. Uh, it's great that we're reaching out. I hope more and more food companies see this. There's so much of interesting stuff that we could talk about, and you know, I'm happy to, to get in another video with you um, or you know, with, with any of the viewers that have questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Will do. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Spire Sessions podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. You can also check out our website, spireresearch.com or drop us an email at spire at spireresearch.com.